What's going on, everybody? This is Patriot Underground here. I just want to say a couple words on behalf of a couple of amazing sponsors of this show, grassfed in usa.com slash Patriot Underground and switch hyphen stores.com slash Patriot Underground. You're going to see links for both of those in the description. And I just want to tell folks, first of all, the grass fed beef is absolutely incredible. We're talking about farm to table, no mRNA injections, no antibiotics, no hormones, no magnets sticking to your beef. The incredible flavor, folks, I can't even get over it. The filet mignon is my favorite, but they have ribeye, ground beef, all different cuts at prices that, quite frankly, are stunning. I was I was shocked at how low the prices are, considering the quality of what you're getting shipped directly to your door. This is a no-brainer, folks. Check it out and switch hyphenstores.com slash Patriot Underground is the place to go to do all of your shopping for your household and your personal items. This is a no-brainer, folks. We have to create a new economy. We have to vote with our dollars, with our financial resources. Hopefully, there'll be U.S. notes pretty soon. But certainly, our financial resources, our energy has to be directed toward companies and toward causes that are aligned with us spiritually politically and in every other way that it's going to take for us to take this across the finish line. It's incumbent upon us to shop with the good guys and to defund the cabal to the best of our ability by ditching the big box conglomerates. So switch hyphen stores.com slash Patriot underground links in the description and grass fed in USA.com slash Patriot underground. Check them out today, folks. You're going to absolutely love it. All right. Enjoy the show, everybody. Patriot out. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is October 12th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So today I am very, very pleased to welcome my friend Kerry Cassidy back to the show for another conversation. And certainly with all that's been transpiring over the past several days in the Middle East, we're going to have a lot to talk about tonight. And of course, we're going to be covering the landscape as we typically do. Now, Kerry is certainly not a stranger to this audience and really not to any audience at this point, unless folks happen to be newly awakened. But uh, for their benefit, I will remind everybody that Kerry has been at the forefront of the truth movement now for over 18 years. She is the creator of the great website, ProjectCamelotPortal.com, which I highly recommend folks check out. But Kerry is a warrior. She's a true warrior. And I'm very proud to have developed such a great rapport with her and a connection to be able to explore all of these issues in depth for you, the audience, as we all experience the Great Awakening together. So having said all that, Kerry, welcome back to the show. It's great to see you again. Thank you. Uh, great to talk to you again. And, uh, you know, it's been a little while, so we should have a lot to say. <laughs> I, I imagine we will. Absolutely. So, you know, I think that in order to frame this conversation, we should probably start with some commentary and some analysis on what's playing out in Israel right now. And certainly I know that you've had quite a bit to say. And for those, by the way, for those who don't know, Carrie's very active on Telegram and uh, certainly folks should be following her channel. I know I do to stay up to date on all the latest information. But undoubtedly, this really is the topic that our community is focused on right now. I think you could probably say the entire world at least the people that are paying attention out there, they're, they're all focused on this right now. 
And I think this is an indication personally that we're in the final chapter of this epic struggle, at least I hope and pray that that is true, in which Q told us that Israel would be saved for last. So let's start with the obvious here. I do believe, and you know, certainly I want to get your take on all of these things, but I do believe this was a classic example of controlled opposition being used to foment war as a means of distraction and really defense for the cabal. They always operate this way. And certainly I think we can both agree that Israel being in possession of the most sophisticated technology in the world for surveillance purposes and having probably the most heavily fortified borders on all sides of any nation on earth could not possibly have been caught off guard by this attack. And I want to get your take on that. But Certainly, there's a myriad of evidence that's emerging that virtually every intelligence agency on the planet knew that this was coming. So why don't we start there? I, I could pack more into this, as I typically do, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start there and I, I just ask you to give us your thoughts on how all of this played out and whether you believe that this was an inside job. You know, What is your assessment of the motivation of the enemy to go operational with this plan? Give us your thoughts. Okay, uh, well, I, I mean, I have put this on my telegram and there are soldiers who have worked for, uh, obviously the, the military in Israel, as well as I have some friends in Israel. You know, I, I've actually been to Israel, uh, more than once and, uh, Jordan and, of course, everyone knows I lead tours in Egypt. Mm -hmm. So I go to the Middle East fairly often. At this point, I think it's almost once a year, but uh, I just want to say that I'm actually very comfortable there. So I and then I have friends uh, even in England that are Israeli. So I want to say that they have told me, having served in the military themselves, that there's no way that even a mouse could get through that border. <laughs> That's right. Right. Let alone uh, a bunch of humans. And, and you know, uh, the, the attacks also we came by um, missiles, I guess they were or whatever you call those things. But anyway, so I want to say that Egypt, as everyone knows, warned them three days in advance as on top of it. So when you look at that, you have to look at it's not a failure of intelligence. It is <laughs> other than, you know, the real the real stuff, you know, intelligence, but it's not a failure of the intelligence agencies. And certainly the Mossad is notorious for being one of the top intelligence agencies in the world uh, and involved in everyone's business, if, especially the United States. But otherwise, you know, their enemies, you know, you could figure that. So, yes, so we're definitely talking about uh, a planned, orchestrated your government let them in. And I have just said this in another program, but this is just like Maui, I'm sorry to say. So Maui is a situation where we had, it wasn't a failure of intelligence. It could have been sabotage, in other words, of NORAD, which that is what it turns out that I think it was. Um, but I'm sure there are other levels because, you know, you never have just one saboteur so to speak and your government in in that case it was an, a direct attack as far as i'm concerned on space force which is probably in, mostly underground in that area but 
I think that these uh, one thing about these weapons, director, you know, directed energy weapons is they they go through. I was just told by one of my contacts that it goes through the material reality as if it isn't even there. So my question is to it, you know, a physicist would be, well, what at what point does it even stop? You know, because it's kind of interesting to think about that. Okay, so I digress. So coming back to Israel, we have a direct attack. We have um, a, a very brutal attack. And it's very important to also realize that this is the home. Uh, Demona is the um, an underground installation, as far as I'm concerned, that is um, part of the Israeli military, part of their secret space program. Demona is a nuclear site or a place where they have nukes. And it is also um, arguably where the Anunnaki uh, who are installed in Israel uh, operate out of. So, and I can talk more about how I know about the Anunnaki and, and, and what they're doing there and so on and so forth. But you cannot look at Israel without looking at the Anunnaki. And you cannot look at Israel without considering the Khazarian Mafia Okay, which is comes from their heritage. And this is not to say that all the Jews and, you know, are are following the Khazarian uh, bloodlust, blood sacrifice model. This is not, you know, to the average, I'm sure, Jewish family. They've got no clue. I'm glad (laughs) you mentioned that. I talked about that on my podcast. Their religion uh, go back to. Okay, And even in other religions, there are things about those religions that are hidden in the text and that can be interpreted by say the rabbis or this or history or so and so forth but people average people just following a religious text are not going to know these these secrets so just like today most people don't even know the basic secrets about our world let alone you know the um the more secret secrets Mm -hmm. so looking at that we have I'm just I want to emphasize this because instead of looking at what you think is the enemy, which is the Palestinians, they are just tools as much as the Israelis are. So they the two sides are used against each other to create war. And there is a planned war and has been a planned war, um, even going back to the prophecy of the Bible days, as everyone knows. So when you look at things like the Al-Aqsa site, which is, I call Dome of the Rock. And I've been there and I've been inside there. And I can tell you that a few months before this, it was reported that a lot of Israelis were praying on the site. Whenever they go to pray, they have to be guarded by their military, strangely, Mm -hmm. because that site more or less is run by the, the Arab, the Muslims, okay? And this is kind of a what you might call, as far as I understand it, this is a highly contested religious site. It's the site of a portal. And if you don't know that, all you have to look, do is look at the dome of the, the dome and that circular dome. In That's the Al-Aqsa, Carrie. Just want to make yes, sure I got that right. I said Al-Aqsa. But it's, it's also called Dome of the Rock. So you have this circular dome. That is uh, a portal. It, it's it's symbolic of the portal as well. It's a materialization, if you will, of the portal. So we're talking about peoples that are used as cannon fodder on the right and the left 
the positive and the negative, and they are used like, think of it as rubbing two sticks together to create fire. This is how the Illuminati think. This is how the leadership thinks in that area, as well as the New World Order, the globalists, of which Netanyahu is, of course, a member. And understanding that they had to stand down to allow for this attack. They they allowed, first of all, they fomented it because the more people that go to Al-Aqsa and pray, the more Israelis, the more the Arabs get, the, the locals, I'm talking on the ground, get, you know, upset on some strange relis- religious basis. Okay, and maybe some someone can explain why they get upset, but that's another matter. Because, uh, you know, who owns God if, the, if that's really supposed to be a site for so-called God. Uh, but unfortunately, um, the God of the Bible is not always what we might think of as the creator, the greater creator, because a lot of times the Bible has been, as it's notoriously known, rewritten in the Council of Nicaea, and that even there are things in the Bible now that Christ would not agree with, all right, and including in the religions that Christ would not agree with, and that I'm not going to get into the other avatars and and so on leaders um, and name them here because I don't I don't want to foment further controversy, but I do want you to understand that people on the ground are used as cannon fodder. They are used to bring about this change that they're, the globalists want, the New World Order wants, Klaus Schwab and his cohorts, of which Netanyahu, of course, is one. And the leaders of all the countries are, you know, involved. So, and this is actually what the White Hats are, are fighting against is, and all of us are. In other words, we're all in a war against the transhuman takeover of our world. And this is a very long agenda. It's been playing out for many, many years. And we're coming to sort of the culmination point. So as we do, certain areas are being targeted for war. And war is a great way to remove boundaries, to make people homeless, to create blood sacrifice, bloodlust, and all of this sort of thing, which can be used by dark magicians who then manipulate portal tech, as it's called, to then take that energy and direct it to create certain things. And I will throw out, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, and so we can definitely backtrack on this, so don't worry about it. But just want to say that I believe there are some indications, I put it on my Telegram, that um, you know, Elon Musk is was working for the globalists. Okay, he seems to have either changed sides or he's kind of working for both sides. So depending on how you want to look at it, he's actually a human cyborg already. But the bottom line is that he recently released an image, and that image is reminiscent of a of a, a spaceship taking off from Earth. And I believe that what part of this thing might all also be about is a um, 
is actually some portion of either the Anunnaki or the elites taking off from Earth, okay, and that they are using this energy from this war that they created, this this bloodlust, etc., the way Satanists use it to then open the portal, because there are several major portals in the Middle East, and in fact, they're said to be the strongest on Earth. So these two races of beings, okay, which is the Israeli and the Palestinians, they're actually related, (laughs) but nonetheless, they're enemies, and they both want to own that technology, that power that is the center of, of, of the Earth. So I, I know I'm going kind of like all over the place for you, but no, 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 that's good. That's okay. I was actually, out. I'm trying to paint a picture here so that people understand it is not about the people on the ground. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, death is insignificant. I'm not saying, you know, torture is insignificant, but if you're going to look at that area of the world and you're going to look at those two groups that have been, so-called enemies for all this time. And I've actually sat in Jericho on the border and talked to both sides and the people on the ground were fine. They, they were getting along. We were having nice conversations, so on and so forth. It's their leaders that, that are creating and fomenting this horrible um, massacre that went on in Israel and then the return massacre, of course, of going on in Gaza right now with the Palestinians. Um, what I understand is what they're saying in the news is 50 percent of the Palestinian population is even below the age of 18. Yeah. I heard so that. we're talking women and children for sure. When you want to look for Hamas, let me say this also, because Hamas has been trained for a long time. They didn't just. Okay, and I want to talk about the money that went to Iran from supposedly fake Biden, fake money, so and so. So we can go there. I'm sorry to, you know, jumping around here. No, no, you're good. You're good. I was actually going to, you know, get into the portals. And really, I, you know, I think you laid out an absolutely amazing amount of information there. But let me just kind of distill (laughs) it down here. Our. Are you of the opinion that this the main motivation, because we we know there's never one simple answer. There's always multiple different objectives. So you can never really pinpoint it down to, okay, this is exactly what's going on. And that just sums it up. But the primary objective is to open one of these portals. If I'm understanding you correctly, that that control over, first of all, how many portals are we talking about? I, I heard you mention one. Are we talking about just that one? No, being, no. Okay. So, so there's, there, there's a, there's several portals in that area. And I, I actually don't know how many there could be more than I, I'm even aware of. Um, but there's one in the Gulf of Aden. Uh, there's one in the, where the Dome of the Rock is. There'll be a portal there in that exact site. Demona is built on a portal system. And so, so we're, those are at least, well, three. But I, I have heard that there's even more there. And, of course, we're not even talking about the portals in Egypt with the Great Pyramid and so on and so forth. So if you you know really want to pull back, you're looking at a major, if you will, portal system that exists in that area. Portals are instrumental in allowing people to go interdimensional, travel to other planets. It's used, they're used on space travel. And so on and so forth. So 
we're talking, uh, you know, there's a lot going on there. It's also how various alien races come into our dimension. Right. That's how they do incursions. Yeah. I am not necessarily saying that it's for that purpose that this event happened. I am simply saying that the um, sort of uh, collision of information is leading in that direction. And then with the Elon Musk drawing and other um, indicators, there is something going on with this that is uh, like, let's say, you know, having to do with the secret space program, secret technology and something more than just your run of the mill. Oh, let's go attack our neighbors. So they need to use they need to, to foment war and chaos and destruction in order to, to exact a certain frequency in order to open the portals. Is that correct? Right. I think it's useful. Yes. I think that the human, you know, the humans and the Anunnaki um, may be creating something there and it may have to do with going into another dimension. It may have to do with a plan. I even think it's possible they they created the distraction on the ground so that they could, in essence, a ship could take off, if you will. So it's an escape strategy, perhaps. Uh, perhaps, yes, because looking in the future of Earth right now, there is reason to believe that some elites, I'm not saying all, some elites and some Anunnaki may have a reason for have, needing an exit strategy so that they're not yeah. around for the next s- steps in this crazy devolution of of our planet and our of of humans trying to mess with our future in the in these ways now i'm not convinced they're going to be successful either but i that doesn't stop them from trying and i i just want to draw people people's attention away from the ground for a moment to look into this other aspect because although humans think what they see in front of them and their everyday reality, material reality, as we call it, is the most important dimension. They're actually mistaken in that. So the unseen is far more important than the seen. And it's also far more important in terms of mechanics in in creating what we see around us in the reality that we see around us and manipulating that reality. So I just want to widen i'm bringing it to the widest possible dimensions uh to to look at the problem and then we come in a little closer and we're looking at failures of supposed intelligence that are that are engineered and Mm -hmm. they're engineered in maui they're engineered with the earthquakes in in like morocco these are earth these are earth changes that they're creating then we're looking at libya and the floods in libya so we're looking at a a series of events that need to be connected before you're going to understand that this is an illuminati new world order remove the borders create chaos it has an agenda it's not going to stop with israel it doesn't it didn't stop with ukraine it probably is going to go in including taiwan uh, fairly soon, yeah, and um, and we're probably looking at an incident, this Cuban Missile Crisis type event, yeah. which may indeed involve the Chinese and Cuba, strangely. Mm-hmm. So or North so, Korea, perhaps. 
Perhaps. Okay, so so what I'm saying here is is that you're looking at a whole system of an operation that's being put over on humanity. And what does humanity do? The first thing they do is they start attacking each other. That's so insane. So I hope the people listening to this will begin thinking along these lines. Stop looking at your brother or your sister who, yes, have failings. They're being MK ultra okay, on both sides of the street, all right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, Palestinians, Hamas. These are MK ultra you know, mind-controlled soldiers, in some cases, maybe even super soldiers. They're run by the same people behind the scenes. You know, this is insane, and there's more to it than this. So we can pull back to Iran. We can discuss that. We can discuss Lebanon and their motivation. We can discuss the relations in that area. Um, so, so yeah. Just- well, yeah, I mean, there's just so many different angles to get into here. But, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Carrie. Now, you know, it's it's really interesting when you when you look at the big picture. Because, you know, there, like you said, I mean, it's important to have as wide of a lens and a perspective as you possibly can, because that's how you really understand, the, you know, the, the big picture. The exopolitical angle, I think, oftentimes just gets completely ignored. And there are a lot of people out there who just dismiss it, quite frankly. Um, but let's let's talk. Let's let's kind of zoom in a little bit here. And, you know, I was actually having a conversation with S.G. Anon not too long ago. And, I, you know, he was he was talking about uh this, this and by the way, this was before all of this uh, really popped off. And I we just happened to touch upon the Middle East, and you know, we, but we were talking about all the different theaters, the Pacific Rim. Uh, you know, you mentioned Taiwan. You know, there's there's North Korea. But now, I mean, we've got two active war zones. I mean, in and we're well, actually, we've got more than that, but two major ones in terms of you know Ukraine and Russia. And now we've got this new war in the Middle East. It looks like it's going to go kinetic at some point on the Pacific Rim. So. I was saying to him, you know, it looks to me a lot like we're kind of getting into World War Three territory here. You know, we've got all these different kinetic confrontations in multiple different regions of the world. And, you know, at a certain point, it, it, it kind of seems like we're really teetering on World War Three. And, you know, we also know that Trump and that's a whole conversation in and of itself. I mean, Trump's statements about Israel and Netanyahu and the fog of war. And, you know, that's something we can get into as well. And certainly I think it's important to also talk about the other countries you mentioned, like Iran and uh, Lebanon. And I think Syria is also important to mention. But we'll stay focused on this question for the moment. Trump has said multiple times that only he can stop World War Three. You know, and, and I think it begs the question, how close do you think that we're going to get to this precipice of destruction? You know, do you, whether or not you agree, I'm really curious. Do you think that we're going to to collectively experience this, like Juan talks about, this near death experience, perhaps in the form of a nuclear scare event or some other major catastrophe, and then we're going to see the white hats emerge at the, the just the right moment, and we're going to have this great reversal event, this biblical Book of Esther reversal event, as he as he typically talks about i mean do you do you buy into that do you think that that's ultimately what's going on here give us your perspective on the big picture okay so as far as i'm concerned we're in world war three that maui was the first uh, shot across the bow that was very direct was a direct hit 
on Space Force. Okay, and arguably, by the way, not only was it um, there was sabotage involved, which may involve certainly NORAD and their tracking of what was going on, their ability to, you know, because they it's it's their surveillance tech that then tells the generals and the AI that, oh, you've got an invader, then they decide what to do about it, right, in theory, okay? So when you have this intel coming in, which we know came in, then they do nothing. Then you have to look at that situation. You have to figure out who told them to stand down, who told, you know, um, and, and not only that, but the interceptor location, which is uh, out there in the Pacific, which would have been the probably where they would have sent the signal telling them to shoot down these uh, supposed satellites that were then directing the directed energy weapons. Although now I've got some other information about that, which has to do with the ground base. And and I did this fascinating interview with Keith Hunter, who I've interviewed in the past, who's sort of an alternative physicist, I guess might be the best way to talk about him. But what he talked about in these trajectories where you what um, directed energy weapons have to have they have to have two beams intersecting in order to then be directed to where they're going. And in other words, the targeting. And so what happens is one of those beams was definitely coming from Menwith Hill in England. So that is the you know, the sort of dark side magicians, Illuminati. It's also run in theory by the USA, by the way. So again, you've got the USA military, the Biden CCP taken over military attacking Space Force, the Trump run side of the military and arguably as as I said, commander in chief. So that's that situation. But when you're talking about World War II, that, I mean, three, this is the beginning of it. This has already started. We're in war. And by the way, I do, I want to say this and I don't want to get off topic, but I do want to refer to something I posted on my telegram. I just had, was looking back over some of my notes and I realized that I had a dream on 924 about this big gray ship. And I know literally nothing about ships, (laughs) but I saw this big gray ship, like this gigantic ship. And it was in the water, obviously. And it had a scorpion on the prow of it. And it was a very scary kind of dream. And then there was also sorrow to do with it. That's all I remember. But I had that on 924 and then fast forward to now. And what we're hearing is not only is the Gerald Ford uh, aircraft carrier, I think they call them, in now in the Gulf um, off of Israel, but they're but they've sent the Eisenhower. And I think the Eisenhower looks the most like my the ship in my dream, as a matter of fact. And I'm just saying that also as part of that dream that I posted, it said um, and this is again 924. I was saying that I was having conversations and people were having conversations with me saying that we are going to be having um, a war, that we were 
in a war such that people were deciding where do they want to be positioned? Where do they want to live, you know, be living at the time? Do they want to leave where they are and go somewhere else? So and so forth. And that, that was involving Europe as well. Mm-hmm. So the United States and Europe. And when I say Europe, I, I mean, I, I think in terms of uh, certainly including the Middle East as that general um, European continent, if you will. And uh, so so what we're looking at, as far as I'm concerned, is we've already got we're in it. This was an escalation. This was like the the real um, like. Maui was the entree, and now you've got the, the, the deliverance of the center of, again, the, the center of the energetics to do anything you want to do. In other words, when you have these kinds of portals that are so powerful, then anything you use them for, any kind of energetics that you put into them is going to go out like waves around the world. And it's it's really obvious even in terms of humanity because you'll see that when we had the war in Ukraine, that had more of a slow boil to it, whereas this situation is incendiary in an immediate sense and that people tend to be, especially because the United States has a, a large Jewish popula- population in part and because there's there are ties to Israel. There are also ties to the Palestinians and to the, you know, Arab world, but it's a, there are different kinds of ties. So, but nonetheless, this is a, this is a raised emotions to a heightened place in the United States. And you've got, I mean, I don't need to tell you this, but you've got insane politicians asking, you know, basically asking for, um, humanity be, to be wiped out in that area and so on and so forth on both sides of the spectrum, really insane emotional responses that have no brains behind them. So this is what we're looking at. We're, we're in the war. The war is happening. Okay. okay. You, you know, people may not want to admit it to themselves, but this is real. And oh, absolutely. as far as the new world order is concerned, they may even, classify the fact that we're in a war to going long before uh, Maui. Certainly the United States for the past year has been attacked nonstop with Ohio and with all the different, you know, train derailments and, and other spills and, and, you know, crazy um, infiltration going on in the United States at this time. So we're, we've been the target for a long time. It's now, um, gone full scale with the with the attacks in the Middle East. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I, I realized that I probably should have put a finer point on my question in the sense that, yes, I agree with you that we're already at war. Believe me. And, 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 I, and I, I think everybody out there listening is uh, in complete agreement. I think I was really more suggesting in the sense that, you know, you think about all the normies out there, the people who don't really know what's going on. And they're looking at this from an entirely different lens. They're looking at it from, okay, well, they they see Israel being attacked by Hamas. They see uh, Russia and Ukraine going at it. And we're inching closer and closer to getting involved, directly involved with these conflicts. And I think a lot of people... We're sending aircraft carriers to the region. Um, Arguably, I was told recently that each aircraft carrier might have something as many as 5,000 soldiers or whatever you want to call them on there. Um, So, you know, we are already involved. We are sending troops uh, have been sent to the area 
of Ukraine and the Middle East anyway. Um, you know, so these things have been going on. Now, I do want to address the money, the so-called money that Biden gave for a hostage exchange to Iran. And people think that this is actually why Hamas decided, oh, you gave us some money. We're going to go attack our enemies. <laughs> this is not how it works. Okay, it's no, insane. They already had their weapons. Yeah, they have the weapons. They have the training. They've been training and, and getting ready for this kind of an attack. Not to mention that their leadership is following the Bible as a playbook. And if it if they can't get it to happen, you know, naturally, so to speak, if there is even such a thing anymore, uh, then they're going to make it happen. And so this is how, you know, the leadership is what is triggering these attacks. These individuals may have hatred. They may have resentment all this kind of thing, but that's ongoing. And by the way, if you look at the map of Israel and you look at the size of the landmass that Hamas occupies, not just Hamas, but the Palestinians, it's laughable, okay? Mm -hmm. They have been whittled down to, to nearly nothing. And this may actually be the final blow. I hope not, but it, it could be, unless these people get, reasonable and based on the sort of bloodshed going back and forth right now that's highly um sort of yeah it um, looks like they're i mean they're they're getting ready like with 300,000 300, troops there the idf has amassed for the uh this ground invasion and they've basically right. said they're going to go in there and wipe them all out the water not only in into gaza which is apparently the only way and that, that what I understand it is perhaps these ships that are coming in from America could bring supply supplies into Hamas, but that may and to the Palestinians, many of whom are just vulnerable sitting ducks in this war and uh and keep them alive. But arguably that could turn into a, an incredible humanitarian crisis. With the two million, I think they call it around two million being in Gaza. So, and that's a jam packed place. It's also a lot of it is, um, you know, really horrible looking. I mean, if you've ever been in those areas, there, there, it's like a desert. There's nothing there, <laughs> you know, a lot of it. So, uh, especially parameters. So, and, now, as you may know, certain Arab countries are also getting into the fight, and Egypt is is right near there. There, so Egypt is also amassing their own military, and there are um, possible small battles uh, going on, skirmishes going on right now. Lebanon is 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 heavily involved already, and by the way, Lebanon has not been such a friend to Hamas and to the the uh, Palestinians lately, if you look at the, you know, this, the sort of con constrictions on on what they're allowed to do, where they're allowed to go in Lebanon and so on and so forth. In other words, these people are virtual prisoners from all sides, not not only the Israeli side, but for also from their own people. And uh, and 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 so it goes. So it's it's like a fulcrum uh, upon which the balance rests mm -hmm. and this is obviously uh, teetering out of control purposefully again to foment war to get people 
populations to leave areas, all right? And when they do leave those areas, for what it's worth, they then go into these neighboring countries and destabilize those populations just by their mere presence, like is what is happening with our southern border here in the United States, okay? And in our case, it has now been reported by, um, by uh, what do they call it? Uh, God, I'm just drawing a blank. Um, by one of our major alternative news sources is is basically saying we're having Chinese infiltrating through our border Chinese troops. And a general was was talking about that on a show on Epic. I think it's is it Epic TV, whatever it is. So yeah, that sounds you know yeah, Epic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so do you see what I'm saying? I'm trying to paint a picture here and hopefully people are getting the message. Um I think it's very important to understand that the mil- the money, so-called money for the hostages. First of all, one has to say, okay, where does Biden get his money? And is Biden controlled by the white hats or the black hats? And that's very important. It may seem less important to some people, but they don't realize what it means. Okay, so what does these things mean? When you say the white hats and a lot of, you know, Alternative patriots are fond of saying the white hats are in control. You don't know what you really are saying when you say that, because if they were in control, then they are guilty and they're guilty of the most hideous crimes against humanity. All right. So we don't want to be saying that they're fully in control. That would be insane. You would be painting them as mass murderers, not only of their own people attacking Maui, killing thousands, all right, but now in Israel and, and so on and so forth. So let's, you know, steer that back a bit. Let's look at Biden. He is the third actor. I believe there were four. Now one's dead. Um, the original Biden died right after inauguration. That was a funeral. You know, you can look at um, Derek Johnson for that information. And the bottom line here is that what we have is a puppet who is possibly sometimes uh, partially controlled by Trump and the White Hats, and sometimes, and maybe most of the time, by the CCP and the New World Order that invaded us, took us over in in 2020 and took down our our whole election system, infiltrated it, etc., and so on. And that is not over yet. So when you look at who's in control, never forget, the responsibility of the so-called controllers for the acts that are perpetrated on their watch. So this is um, a sore point with me because I don't like it when people blather out this stuff when they don't know what the hell they're really saying. And it seems lately in the conversation Whoever is out there, whatever pundits are out there, whether they be on the left, the right, the alternative, whatever, they seem to have no moral compass, no way of discerning. Is what is happening a good thing? Is it is it on behalf of humanity? Is it against humanity? Is it a crime against humanity? I mean, these are big questions and very important questions, and we have to consider them at every juncture. So what does this mean? It means that Netanyahu and his yahoos, okay, in the Israeli government that stood aside 
with the hot, most highly guarded border in the world, okay, with the technology that you don't even know they have, which I do, okay, at least to some extent, having to do with AI and the abilities of AI and so on and so forth. You have no idea, not to mention the fact that they're working with an alien race, okay? They had to let these perpetrators in, okay? So if you're going to turn against somebody, don't turn against the Palestinians. They're just the tools. Turn against your government and talk to them and ask them what the hell they're doing, okay? That's who you should care about. That's who you should be breaking through the coals and, and, and taking to task and so on. So okay. by the same token, that never happened in America. Maui happened. Our Space Force was attacked. Our, our, the humans were cannon fodder, were, were killed. The place is decimated, one of the most beautiful places arguably on Earth. Okay? And no one has taken the government to task. Okay? No one. And this is insane. It's completely insane. So, um, you know. No, I, is- I get what you're saying. I totally do. And I but I, let me ask you this, because, you know, we, we often talk about the White Hats and we often talk about, you know, because um, we, we don't shy away from that. And I certainly know you don't shy away from from criticism uh, in terms of figuring out what the heck is going on and why these things are happening now. When people say that the White Hats are in control, I completely see your point in the sense that if you, you know, if you if you take that to mean that they're basically in literally in control of everything, then yes, one would have to then deduce that they would have have they'd have to assume some moral responsibility for all of this chaos and destruction that we're seeing. But do you see a distinction between saying, well, let's just say putting that aside for a moment, do you do you see a distinction between that and saying that the White Hats are in control in the sense that they are steering the trajectory of the war in the sense that I mean, that's that's in essence, I think, the, the predominant it's not, theme. Of it's it. not even that. OK, actually, they're, what they're actually more likely to be doing, it's as one has said a million times, 5D chess. They make a move. We make a move. So neither side is completely in control. However, okay, that's fair. certain sides are perpetrating certain actions and certain other sides have the wherewithal have the military, have the control on certain levels to be stopping those actions. And by the way, alerting the people, how about some warning to these people? Okay, no way. The people never get warned. Why not? Okay, so what we're talking about is two sides fighting a battle. We're in the middle. We're cannon fodder. We're not informed. They're not educating anybody. In fact, they're lying. Both sides are lying on a regular basis as to what is really happening. And I am actually one of the few people out there that I can tell who's who actually goes beneath the surface and brings out some of these points, which if you knew about them, such as sabotage in our own military, our military is fighting our, our military. That's what's happening. And we are in the middle. Someone should step up from either side of the military, really, from the dark or the light, and say, hey, people, the reason you're, you got killed in Maui is because we were lobbying, you know, munitions at each other, all right, and you were in the middle, and you got hit. Um, this is the kind of thing we're talking about. Now, let's get back to the money, the money and Biden. So, supposedly, this, this little incident with 
giving money to Iran to to rescue some uh, do an exchange program or whatever the hell they want to say. They gave billions. I mean, let's talk about like let's just throw money away because it means nothing. And perhaps with the American dollar, it does mean nothing. But nonetheless, they gave billions for these prisoners, supposedly. But that was a trap. So that Biden would have looked would look like he was implicated because then Iran would turn around and give that money to whoever they wanted, which might include Hamas. It might include the people who run Hamas or the people who run the people who run Hamas. You know what I'm saying? In the end of the day, do you think Iran you really and I've written this in my telegram. I just can't believe people's intelligence is just down to zero. So do you and this was news article after news article complaining about this. Right. And then they tried to implicate Trump, of all people, in in this whole money exchange. By the way, the last I read about it, those funds, those billion, six billion dollars hadn't even left the bank account yet. Okay, so whatever Hamas is using, you know, to pay for their weapons and so on, is not the six billion. All right. Now, do you, do, let me ask you this: Do you think this that is the, insane? Do you think that the money that had that that came from the Obama era Iran deal played a role in what we're seeing now? Because Trump brings that up all the time, and you yeah, know see, he doesn't do these things by from both sides. No, I, I really want to back us up a little bit. Do you not understand the wealth of the Arab Arabs? Do, 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 you, do you really? I mean, just as a human being, please. I mean, God, the oil wealth. Have you never traveled? Have you never been to Dubai and seen these incredible constructions that they build for their people? I've been to there? the Middle East. Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. Okay. It's the wealth is like it's far beyond anything you can comprehend. That's a fact. All right. And they don't need American money to do, to make any decision, to fund any military operation, to do anything. Okay. Besides, money is. Maybe it's not about the money. Maybe it's about the implications. It's nothing to do with the money. With it. It's a joke. Okay. It's a joke. And this is what our media does. Okay. They focus on the stupidest things to make you think that. Look, no one right now, if you look at actually the BRICS company, countries, they're not they're not dependent on America for zip. OK, zip well, that's all. for sure. Yeah, that's their whole right. objective. And if you just want to look at the alliances, the alliance between China and the Arab countries, arguably Iran and Saudi Arabia, even even though Saudi Arabia, Salman bin I mean, Bin Salman is uh, he was actually trying to negotiate a peace right before this whole thing broke out. And that is, again, an Illuminati tactic because they would not want peace in the Middle East under any circumstances. So he was being shut down unilaterally by these efforts, by this triggering going on. So that's like gotten lost in the in the, you know, sort of craziness out there. But the bottom line, all I'm saying is like these people do not need our American dollars. And that doesn't even speak to the fact that we're supposed to be bankrupt as a com country. And meanwhile, we're sending billions on a weekly basis, practically, or at least so-called Biden. The Biden show is sending money to Ukraine. I thought we were bankrupt. I believe we're bankrupt. 
I know that we have people on the street that are just living on the street with no money. I know that, you know, we have all kinds of social problems in this country that aren't being addressed. I know we're giving away people who come in the border. We're giving them money, hotel rooms, and so on and so forth, and transporting them anywhere around the United States, uh, supposedly that they want to have them. So, you know, in other words, look at the situation. It is not even, you you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see that this is all lies. It's just a whole pack of lies. And this is orchestrated. This is a plan. The Illuminati's plans, by the way, just like the Chinese plans, go back hundreds of years. Okay. And they plan them out down to the minutest detail. So this has been planned. Juan O'Savin has been warning you about it for probably three years at least. How does he know? Well, he knows because they know. And they have infiltrators into the Illuminati who then tell them and probably purposefully tell them because of bloodlines and so on and so forth. So do you understand? It's, you know, it is your your, uh, governments that are out to get you. And they are out to get you at this time in our trajectory here on planet Earth in a way that is even undreamed of in the past. Their desire for power over you and to use you as cannon fodder, as experimental victims in whatever experiment they try to, you know, create having to do with superhumans and super soldiers and so on and so forth. This is well on its way. This is not being, you know, let me just tell you, say this to the to the people that are out there that are, you know, believing like the white hats are coming to the fore. And so let me tell you that this line of endeavor is continuing. It has been continuing all through the last hundred years when the Nazi scientists were brought over to augment it. And with them came the reptilians. If you listen to my William Tompkins interviews, um, you know, you basically, and, and by the way, I had a whistleblower, major, Solomon Berg, who has backed up all this information over the last few years that I've interviewed him. I did three really important interviews with him in which he revealed the Anunnaki underground running Israel. Okay, he even talked about his dealings with them. He even got in in trouble for talking to me about this. It's all on video. And supposedly he's dead. I, I hope he's just in hiding, but he might actually be dead. He might have been killed by an Anunnaki called um, something like mechanics or however you say his name. Just saying, um, you know, I don't want to get. No, no, it's, it's OK. No, I, I, I let you go, this. Carrie, because I, I think it, it just, you know, I sit and listen and I watch these people and I just think, you know, and how uninformed they are and how they don't even try to be informed. I mean. Let me ask you another big picture question, because I think you've well established here that you don't believe that the White Hats are in control and you've laid out a very, very, I think, compelling case. Do you believe that there is do you believe that the Black Hats are in control? Let's look. Let's look at it from the flip side, because with all of these things that are happening, you think they're in control? Oh, yeah. Um, Now, the thing is, in control. Let's look at that. Okay, here on planet Earth. The trouble is. You've got the white hats and the black hats, and they're at different points in the trajectory. They take control of of whatever incidents are going on. 
unfortunately, whatever control they've got going on isn't coming to the benefit of humanity at the moment. The white hats are so busy trying to see the, the black hats destroy themselves that they completely are ignoring warning humans that might get in the way or might need to prepare. Otherwise, you know, they have one person, one spokesperson. Yes, Jan help her, Halper Hayes came out recently and said like five sentences, but she's arguably works with the Department of Defense, which is arguably split between the white hats and the black hats anyway. So let's not get too taken with that situation. Let's just look at one spokes. I mean, their PR efforts, <laughs> they want to educate people, that, that, but they do nothing on except have one person who goes on about Bible, Bible stories endlessly. So their PR gestures are negligible. But to get back to the control issue, so sometimes they control something and steer it a certain way. I understand that they got involved a little bit in Ohio to sort of steer that spill so it, it didn't become too devastating to the area, but it's still bad. I mean, if you want to thank them for it. But, you know, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about incident after incident after incident. And then you can decide, well, who did that? Okay, so do you think the Moroccan... Earthquake was, we know it was man-made. I'm not even going to give you the time of day to, to discuss that it was natural. So it was a man-made event. Do you think the White Hats created it? No. Okay. I at least give the White Hats a certain amount of credit. I don't think they're mass murderers, but I know the dark side are. Okay. I know they have agendas that involve mass murder. And they do this on such a regular basis that they can be predicted. So when you see an event, the White Hats either sit and watch, try to direct it slightly so it doesn't become quite as damaging as it could be. They don't warn anybody other than through their one person. And most people don't even listen to the guy. So, you know, you're not going to be warned anyway. And he cloaks his warnings in such, you know, whatever, a mishmash of, of intel, if you want, mixed with nonsensical stories unless you love that the bible to death um, i think a lot of people really used to listen to one but i hear a lot from my listeners with all due respect because you know i certainly have the highest respect for him but you know a lot of people just have kind of tuned out at this point i have the highest respect for him too except for the fact that he has stopped telling the real truth and nothing but the truth he, in the early days, would drop a lot more intel along the way. Maybe it's gotten, you know, how they, they would more. say, in defense, they would say, well, the war has heightened to such an extent that he can almost say nothing without giving away something to the dark side, right? And even Trump said recently, why would you warn, you know, the people that you were going to do thus and so? Are you insane? <laughs> you know, so, of course, they don't want to warn people. OK, but that doesn't let you off the hook. OK, it's still a moral question. If people die on your watch and you could have saved them or warned them to get out of the way. Right. Mm -hmm. As much as people who live in Maui could have gotten on out of the way. I'm sure Oprah was warned. You know, I'm sure that some of the very rich are being constantly warned. Well, they had the Maui uh, blue uh, paint on their roof. That you've heard about all that. that. Yes, of course. Of course. So. What I'm trying to answer your question by saying, look, I know that certain incidents can be steered 
to an advantage. And that is where the White Hats activities will be concentrated, I suppose. But in the other parts, they will just let the dark side do what it does. So let me ask you this. Is the Earth in such a great place right now where the dark side isn't really active? Or would you say, on the contrary, the dark side is so apparent and so active, they may even be more active than there have ever been, and the gloves are off, and they are just doing whatever they decide to do from day to day. And whatever tragedy we're going to hear about tomorrow or the next day or the next day. And by the way, of course, we have a big, big D-Day coming up, which is Saturday, the 14th the uh, solar new moon eclipse in Libra. So apparently that's a bellwether day. God knows what the hell they're going to do that day. You know what I'm saying? In other words. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, I definitely would go with option number two there. But really the question I think then becomes, you know, what is your level of faith that the White Hats are going to be? Because if you listen to Juan, I mean, you and I often talk about Juan, uh, you, you believe is, you know, the central spokesperson and, you know, I'm not going to certainly argue with that. So let's just talk about that. I mean, he, I think, is very clearly leading all of his, well, I guess, audience members, you would call them, all the people who listen to him, them to believe that ultimately the White Hats are going to swoop in and there's going to be this reversal event. And the question yeah. really becomes, I mean, do you believe that? Do you think that that's ultimately yes. where this is headed? Okay, I, I, I do. Um, I Look, at the funny thing is that they have had the ammunition, if you will. They have, they have, as Jan Halper Hayes said, they have Space Force has all the evidence of the steel. They could have rolled that out for the American people any day of the week. Instead, they do these crazy things. They try to go through channels. Look, I have every respect, strangely, <laughs> for for 107 and for Trump and for the White Hats and for those that are putting their lives on the line to rescue children in underground bases. They're fighting reptilians, by the way. They're not telling you about it, but that's what they're doing. Okay, so they know full well everything I tell you about aliens is true. And yet Juan will go on to this guy, um, Mel Carmine's show and say, oh, Carrie's going in the wrong direction. You know, because what do I talk about? I talk about everything. And I actually point out the problems, expose the problems with the sort of linear thinking that you're getting and tell you where it's wrong, where it lies and so on and so forth. He knows damn well I'm right, but he doesn't want people to focus on what I talk about because I bring in. The big picture. I bring in AI and the fact that we're much farther along that track than anyone will ever tell you, except my whistleblowers. And I have a whistleblower from God. Now I'm trying to think how many years ago this was, but at least 10 years ago, back when Snowden was coming to the fore and releasing bits and pieces about our surveillance society. We had a whistleblower that was telling you there was an alien AI that was watching everything on the planet. Back then, okay, they're still not telling you the truth about this. So it, it is so important. The trouble is, is also to do with what a friend of mine calls the right to issue, which goes back to the Basel, to the families in Basel, Switzerland, 
who control the money situation. So we've had Charlie Ward and all these people out there, you know, pontificating about how just tomorrow everything is going to be hunky-dory. And it's all lies. Someday it may happen, okay? When? I have no idea. But it's not up to them. And it's not even up to the White Hats. It's up to the controllers. So most people don't want to admit that it's not just human in control of this planet. The White Hats certainly don't want you to know that. Trump doesn't want you to know there's someone above his head calling the shots. All right. But there is. They have limits in what they can do. Now, they are going to have some victories. Okay. No doubt about it. But one of their victories certainly didn't happen in Maui and it didn't happen in, uh, in Israel. Okay. And it's not happening right now at the Gaza Strip where people are being murdered. Okay, in cold blood, and God knows what else is going on, or in Ukraine with all the people on the surface. In other words, what I'm trying to do here is you can look in the future, and I'm a precog, so I have precog dreams, and they seem to be happening right before my eyes more and more lately. And I'm not so happy about that because some of them are not so good, but nonetheless, The fact of the matter is, is that we can see good things in the future, but it will not change the negative things that are happening now. Right. Right. It will. The people who have lost loved ones, their loved ones are not going to reincarnate suddenly in front of them. Okay, Um, they may come back in several more, you know, 20, 30, 40 years when they're already dead, but they're not going to thank you for that. So I'm, I'm just trying to paint a picture And kind of roll back some of this, um, I guess, hopium stuff that makes the rounds daily and drives me pretty much crazy. Because I know the deeper levels and I know that on our watch, right this second even, humans are being murdered in, you know, in so many numbers and children are being abducted and used and abused and taken off planet. And every time there's another war, this theater of war provides another place for the reptilian ships that Captain Mark Richards talks about to come in and take slaves, human slaves, and sell them off planet and so on and so forth. So strangely, you might think, well, I can't believe that I would be a positive person about the future, but I am positive about it because I see the potential of humans that if they would just wake up and start directing their animosity toward their governments and using their intelligence to realize they're being lied to constantly and then start banding together and also forgiving the ones who became victims and these people are victims on all levels you know with cancers galore and you you name it i mean humans are like the bottom of the totem pole as far as this you know sort of echelon of power goes right and they in some ways i mean as far as the illuminati are concerned they just deserve just what they get because they will not look above their heads They'd rather fight their neighbor. And that's not the right response. No, I absolutely agree. Well, I mean, I, I think really then the question I would have to to sort of put an end cap on this 
because I wanted to ask you about uh, another topic and switch gears a little bit. And we've already been on for, I think, about an hour and 10 minutes or 15 or something like that. So, um, but, you know, ultimately, Carrie, you know, I think the question that's looming in people's minds right now and is that, you know, we're looking at here we are in October of 2023. We've been living in this inverted reality. I mean, obviously, we've been living in an inverted reality since the day we were incarnated. But, you know, the the real craziness, if you want to say, began, let's just say, with, with the election being stolen and COVID and all this. So this has been going on now for several years. And I think that, you know, in terms of trying to speak on behalf of the audience, I think people are really just starting to wonder how much longer can this go on? And we've got an election cycle coming up. You know, we're looking at another presidential election. And quite frankly, I've been very adamant about saying they, the, the White Hats simply there, there has to be a point in time where there there's just no more road left and they've got to make their move. And I think that if we have another election, I mean, God forbid, but if we had another election that went down similar to 2022 and certainly 2020, this movement, I, I really worry about the future of this movement at that point. And I, so I think that ultimately they have to make a move. We, we already know, like you pointed out, people are dying. Oh, excuse me. I hit my mic there. People are dying. They're suffering. I, it, it, they're, they're going into debt. They're, I mean, it's just you can go on and on and on and on. At a certain point, they've got to make their move. And it sounds to me like you, have, yeah. you do have confidence that ultimately that day is going to come. Do you think it's going to come before we get to that next election cycle? Do you think we have to have an EAS or EBS or whatever you want to call it triggered prior to that? Because I, I've been saying that I, I think that really they, they've got to make their move before the next election cycle, if not a lot sooner, hopefully a lot sooner. Yes. Nobody wants to go until okay, next well, November. OK, go ahead. let me let me just stop you there, because I think people get the question. But the question, let me say this. In a recent, very recent show, and I, I am not, I'm listening a less and less, I'm sorry to say, to Juan, because I just, you know, I just can't take it anymore. I can't, you know, the guy is just not, maybe we're in the fog of war and nothing can be said that's valuable. But he comes at the end of this thing and he pulls out a Trump coin. He holds it up to Nino and says, Trump's coming back. And he's very happy about it. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's great. You know, that would be great. All of us think that would be great, right? Because surely the White Hats have the best sort of um, our, our best interests at heart. They have demonstrated that they are of that, you know, background, that they that is their philosophy that motivates them to even be White Hats. OK, as far as I'm concerned. And again, this goes back to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. So. With that in mind, that would be a wonderful thing. When is it going to happen and how is it going to happen? I mean, I think some of the movements going on and, you know, I'm not really happy about this, but, you know, the whole Jim Jordan, um, Scalise, however you say his name, those two people coming up and, and you know, Matt Gates being kind of the fulcrum upon which this tottering of the uh, House Speaker of the House is going on. And if Trump gets into that position or someone who can elect Trump or bring Trump in the minute Biden is gone and Kamala is history and those two actions, even 
according to Juan and going back, you know, and these are good things that he said are um, he's repeated in constant interviews, which is that the CCP who put Biden in place have now decided that he has outlived his usefulness and that they are going to they believe he's going to be eliminated, taken out of office, however you want to term that. And certainly I don't know what they mean by that. I can guess, but I don't know. But I can say that they are basically saying or they said it was around the end of July, as I recall, when he first talked about this, saying that in within, you know, 90 to 120 days, I think was the number of days. So 90 days is three months by count. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're fast moving along that trajectory. And Biden, all indications are that with the Hunter laptop and every other piece of evidence they have, and God knows there's a sh- <laughs> there's a shitload of evidence against the Biden crime family, and it's just mounting and mounting. And you know, and that doesn't oh, even no get about into it. the whole pedophilia question to gar- to do with that family, to do with Obama and his, you know, and. <laughs> And, and and the whole sexual games that these people play, which are diabolical at the best, okay, and much worse on the real scale of things. And the death of, uh, what was it, the death of Obama's chef, you know, the questionable yeah, bizarre, death huh? of somebody who probably found out something he shouldn't have found out. And, you know, that's it. That's the end of you. So, you know, what we're talking about is the end of a show that has been very useful to Illuminati to push their new world order on America and clearly to open our border wide open and to bring in all the Chinese troops and so on and so forth, who, by the way, are on their way to the Denver airport. I'm just going to announce this. Okay. So I have seen this. It's not another timeline. It's this timeline. So pay attention. Yes. I would encourage the White Hats to come forward any day of the week and stop this nonsense, because I do believe they have the military. They have at least maybe they have only half and maybe they have more than half at this point because the military aren't stupid. A lot of them are programmed, heavily programmed, and those will follow someone like Millie. Right. Who's now supposedly resigned. But, you know, he's culpable for so much. Um, in other words, what we're talking about is the opportunities are there every single day for these people not to play politics, not to play by any stupid rules, but to actually break the rules and tell the truth to the people so the people can act intelligently and make decisions about their futures that could actually save their lives. So you think if the White Hats, I'm sorry, you think the White Hats, if they came forward and they told the people the truth, that that would ultimately shift the course of the war in the right direction? It would shift the course of the entire earth, not just the war. So what's preventing them from doing it? Well, that's the question of, you know, the hour, if not our lifetime. In other words, why lie? Why supplant one lie with your own version of a lie? Why do the white hats continually do that? In part, it's a protection. It's a camouflage. As long as they tell the people some lie, even though they expose the lie the dark side's telling, they're still lying. Okay. 
they're still misleading you. And so it, there's nothing honorable about supplanting one lie with another in my book. Okay. Um, now, yes, any day they could come forward. They have a plan. The plan is done by the, you know, generals and these, this AI or two or three or whatever and ETs and some remote viewers. And I know they're looking at the work of DeKal Geyer and his remote viewers lately, um, which I have joined his, his little group to observe and analyze a lot of their results because other people probably won't do that. But anyway, I'm just saying that. Yes, there are opportunities galore for truth, for telling the humans what's really going on. But keep in mind that a lot of times they don't want humans in the way of whatever they're planning. So, look, I don't know what their big shebang is going to be. Okay, you can guess. I I imagine personally it's going to be fairly underwhelming because what we've been through even even up to this moment is insane. It's like so off the charts. If you really understood what's going on that God knows, but don't you think they have to have some kind of a Trump card? Don't you think they've got to have, I, think I mean, he does. I think, you know, I think John F. Kennedy jr. Is a Trump card. That's the, one of his Trump cards. That's demonstrably been one of his and Trump all of the cards. legal framework that Trump laid in his, in his and that will help term. Garner at the last minute people onto their side from, you know, the Democrat side who were reluctant to follow Trump for a number of reasons, you know, the, where they, you know, see it's the trouble is, and I can talk on both sides of this question, but the bottom line is that Trump is sort of locked into his role and to playing that role and not revealing too much, but occasionally dropping some Intel bombs. Right. And Juan, John, John Kennedy, is also locked into his role and occasionally giving you some intel. But one day, the two of them will come forward. And when they do, they will be at liberty to tell you as much truth as they wish. And however they decide to do that, et cetera, et cetera. So, yes, I hold the hope like everyone else. You know, I certainly do. But at the moment. Time is getting short, all right? And the station on planet Earth is increasing. And the closeness of what you might call these uh, so-called nukes, let alone weapons that you don't even know exist, is, is getting closer. And the decimation of humanity is happening daily. So... Like, I'm not a big fan of the fact that we've already been waiting and promised promises, promises for so long that I don't, you know, I don't hold out, hold my breath every day. Okay. I'm not doing that. I, you know, I basically, I think like most people at this point, and this had to do with my dream where I saw people in essence kind of looking for cover, realizing, okay, this thing is blowing up every which way. You better find cover wherever you can find it. Okay. In your, in your country, outside your country, you know, in some other country, if you're lucky enough to find that, you know what I'm saying? So I think, I, I do think that maybe we can have a show like this and a show where we really talk about the real stuff 
and people really do listen and they start to pull away from this battle against each other and start realizing that they need to be battling and taking down their so-called rulers. And when they do that, then maybe we'll have some hope on the horizon. Okay. But as long as they're fighting each other and they're going, you know, and they're listening to the mainstream that pits them against each other, because what is, you know, what does an Illuminati love more than anything when you hate your neighbor, but you don't even pay any attention to them who's orchestrating everything above your head? You know, so think about that. That's that's actually a deception that's been going on for eons on planet Earth. I mean, humans, it's not just me talking about this. OK, humans have realized that the ones that are awake and there have been awake people in every century. Right. And um, a lot of them have died for being awake and saying things that are truth. But there's more. There's a lot more whistleblowing that could be happening on a daily basis. You know, that isn't. Why don't we have some Israeli soldier stepping up and saying, yeah, they let them in. Okay, kill me if you wish. But this is what happened. Okay, this, this and this. Okay, that I value humanity and the truth more than my own life. So I'm going to come out and I'm going to tell you the truth. All right. Because, you know, when I'm talking here, I am actually telling you that I value the truth more than my own life. Because I know there are certain people at high levels that would like to shut me up, including one, <laughs> including the Wyatts. This is so insane. Right. Because the last thing both sides want is the real fucking truth. Well, the bottom line is, is that we need Carrie Cassidy, because if we didn't have <laughs> Carrie Cassidy, who else would be bringing all this to the fore? And, and that, I'm not really, the only one. You know, there are, one there the are people ones. out there who are coming forward, but we don't have anybody like in broadcasting or we have very few that are really putting themselves on the line. Like even Tucker did. Tucker put himself on the line. And arguably his life in danger and possibly the, the lives around him. So, you know, you need to give these people credit, you know, credence and, and also um, kudos for, for what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Even Elon Musk, you know, as much as he's a tool, has been, you know, once in a while risking his own safety by trying to tell humanity something. He could tell them a hell of a lot more. So, you know, wake up, Elon, you know, what's it worth? You know, how many human lives is, is the next electric car that's diabolical and doesn't really go anywhere? And the next rocket ship that's fake technology when you know you have to use portals to go interstellar. Lies, 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 lies. They get paid for the lies they tell. Well. Carrie, I was going to ask you to go into a whole different direction, but I think that we've been on, you know, we've been on this pretty much the same basic subject. It's flowed so well. I think it's probably a good place to sort of wind it down a little bit. Um, so once again, folks, projectcamelotportal.com. Carrie, you've been amazing tonight. I mean, you're amazing all the time, but I, I really do value the fact that, you know, listen, we're not going to necessarily 
all see things the same way, but it, it's vitally important that we look at all different angles, all different sides. We explore it to the nth degree because ultimately that's what I'm about too. And I'm certainly, I'm all about getting to the truth. You know, I don't have that. I don't have allegiance really to any, uh, to anyone. I mean, I'm completely independent. I'm, I'm just here to try to get at the truth. And so as far as I'm concerned, whether people agree, disagree on whatever point, we have to have these big conversations. I think we have to take the lead on that. And certainly, I mean, I'm with you, Carrie. I, I, I have faith in, in the White Hats. I do believe in the plan. I do ultimately believe that there is going to be a, a massive reversal event. How it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, I mean, God only knows. But I do have faith that that's going to happen. But that doesn't mean that we have to just simply you know, put our rose-colored glasses on and ignore everything that, as you point out, so so many people just don't want to get into, they don't want to talk about. And I think that's what's one of the one of the things that makes our conversation so amazing. So thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else that you want to leave the audience with before we part ways? Well, I want to say that conversations such as this, and I mean the real truth and nothing but the truth, should be happening much more often. And I would encourage Juan to be one of the people to instigate those honest conversations. And I mean, really honest and to stop, you know, equivocating and stop playing politics and stop kissing ass. And depending on whatever ass you're kissing at the time and start telling the unvarnished truth to humanity. And that is what the White Hats should be doing, in my opinion. And once you open those doors and more doors like that, then people will start changing their tune and stop looking around for hopium and start realizing that they don't have to fight their fellow man in order to survive on this planet and that they really do need to allow for miracles to happen. But they're not going to happen as long as you have a closed mind and you get locked into a vindictive, you know, vengeance cycle with whoever wronged you last, whether, you know, whether it was a minuscule wrong or if, or whether they killed your baby. You know what I'm saying? In other words, in the end of the day, killing them is not going to solve the problem. Absolutely. Well, I'm just going to leave it there. What an amazing show. Thank you so much, Carrie. I hope everybody out there, we had a really nice audience, a nice live uh, live audience, about 3,000 people tuned in to watch us. So thank you, everybody out there for watching. I'm sure that there are going to be many, many more who tune in, and hopefully everybody enjoyed this conversation. I'm going to be back soon with another report, and I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. God bless and Godspeed, everyone. Patriot out. Okay. Take care. Thanks, everyone.